Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Third Impact Anime Podcast. My name is Ryan, I will be your host for this evening. And with me today, I am joined by the illustrious, the bootyful, John. Yes, back from the grave, apparently. Yes. How have you been? Uh, good, busy. Better good. question, where have you been? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I've been uh, busy kind of pursuing my own kind of side projects right now. Uh been working with a uh con group that uh go to do the tech work for a lot of different conventions uh i know earlier this year i was down in south carolina for one before the whole outbreak thing happened so uh that's been pretty nice and i was hoping to do that more this year but i'm sure it'll pick up again probably sometime next year the entire convention season is canceled, basically. Yeah, that kind of it's kind of a bummer, but you know, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm sure sad. like next year, I'll, yeah, I'll be doing the same thing next year. So I've been trying to do different conventions and trying to expand my outreach a little bit. So that's been taking up a good amount of time. Um, trying to wrangle in my puppy has been taking up a lot of time, and uh, just trying to figure out what the heck I'm trying to do with my life. You know, just. Too many eggs and too many baskets, and I need to calm down a little bit. <laughs> Try getting bigger baskets. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. I'm also joined by Tori. How are you? Hello. I'm definitely not on my last bit of energy from running around as a phantom thief, but, you know, don't tell anybody that. All right. I won't. I promise. <laughs> Quarantine treating you well as well? Um... I mean, the past few days have been better. Uh, last week, last couple weeks were kind of rough because, uh, you know, some stuff was going on. But other than that, I mean, it's kind of getting better. I've kind of pulled myself up by the bootstraps, as the people love to say. Yeah, I had a I had a <laughs> bit of psychoticness last week, and I told my boss, I was like, I'm taking Monday and Tuesday off, no questions asked. <laughs> and he was just like, okay. <laughs> And also, lastly, I am joined by Sarah. How are you? Hello. Um, I'm doing pretty good, all things considered. And so quarantine is going great for you as well, I assume? Super great. I've learned so much about unemployment and health insurance. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, those are important things, but I'm sorry to hear that. It's all good. We're working it out. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, that's fine. We're up to like 20% unemployment now, so. It's crazy high. Mm -hmm. The odds were at least one of us was going to be. (laughs) At least one person in this room. (laughs) (laughs) Well, besides, you know, adult life, uh, you still enjoying yourself? Um, Yeah, I mean, I have plenty of time to do other things now. And um, sewing a couple of masks for a couple people and it just kind of is what it is i'm like used to gaps in employment because of uh just my industry theater is very like touch and go anyway so it's just feeling like an extended version of that basically i gotcha Hmm. well hopefully this all turns around soon and we can have a big third impact party and by that i mean we can all go outside and scream into the sun yeah (laughs) perfect (laughs) 
that's pretty much the second thing I'm doing once I get done. First thing is I'm going to get a haircut. And the second thing is I'm going to scream loudly and run around. <laughs> I think I'm going to go eat at my favorite sushi place because I don't have one where I live. So it'd be nice to go get something I actually like to eat. Yeah. John, what about you? What's the first thing? I think I'm just going to drive around and like visit everybody in person and give all y'all a big hug because I miss you guys. I really do. I just I was kind of hoping that we'd have some conventions together so we could actually hang out again for a little while. And that's just not going to happen. And we can't even like see each other in person right now. So I'm sure like when we're able to like actually be in the same closed environment, I'm going to see you guys because I miss you. Okay, so John's going to be going on tour. We'll have shirts up on the (laughs) website for John's tour dates and locations that you can visit him. Tickets uh, on sale now. Yeah, tickets on Ooh. sale now for John on tour, giving out hugs. <laughs> Use coupon code Third Impact Anime for five percent off your order. <laughs> <laughs> to pay five percent more for your order. <laughs> <laughs> right, lastly, Sarah, what's what's the first thing you're gonna do out of quarantine? Oh my god, uh, go shopping everywhere, and <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, and yep. also definitely I might end up like doing a road trip back to North Carolina to visit like my family and friends. Um, oh, nice. I was about to ask where your family is, but we don't want that on public record probably for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, today we're going to be talking about uh, Persona 5, the animation, and inevitably we're going to be talking about Royal because we're all playing it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's our excuse for <laughs> doing this in the first place, so... You know, before we get into that real quick, what else are you guys watching or playing during this quarantine and why is it Final Fantasy VII? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Sorry, I'll start with you. Um, Austin and I are about to finish up Demon Slayer, so hopefully we can all do our episode on that soon. I've had a lot of fun watching that show. It has no business being as good as it is, but it's no. definitely made me cry. I mean, I mean that in the like most positive way ever okay. <laughs> um and i can't wait to like get all my thoughts out about that later but um no it's it's really good um i may or may not have cried quite a few times the last few episodes we have watched but um that show does a really good job at humanizing the characters who are the least human and can't wait to talk more about that but um other than that i I've kind of just been killing my brain with Bob's Burgers, like catching oh up on the newest episode of Bob's Burgers. I really love that show. And um, we only have a few hours left of uh, Final Fantasy, so hopefully I can knock that out within the next few days. And, um, you know, it's been good to relive that game in a in a new light. And, of course, I have my criticisms with it, but overall, I'm really enjoying it. Team Aerith. I've never loved Aerith more in my life. Right. Whoever wrote her deserves right. a freaking Oscar. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Like, I actually saw a video of her like playing and seeing her character like in the game. <gasps> yeah. And she like yes. cried. That was like such a heartwarming so moment. Sweet. It was very sweet. Yeah. That did two things for me. It was like, one, it was very sweet. And two, it made me realize they are so disconnected with the actual development. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yes. Anytime they talk in, at like a panel at a convention, they're always like, we don't see the characters. We don't really play the game. So we don't. Unless it's like a show, we don't really know what's going on. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I found it interesting, too. Like, I looked up that actress, and she has a really small, like, resume. Like, she's been on a few... She's been on a few TV shows, and that's about it. Like, this is her first foray into voice acting, I think. Oh, wow. And, um... She killed Voice it. acting... Oh, absolutely. Like, voice acting and stage acting or, like, actual, you know, performance acting, mm-hmm. I feel like are such different beasts. Like, you really have to have a good command of emotions in your voice and whatever to successfully execute voice acting. Um, and, I mean, you know, on stage acting and, you know, television acting and stuff, you know, you have to have those skill sets too. But um, sometimes actors and actresses can't necessarily do good voice acting um and i've seen that a lot in films and uh it was very very cool i think to see them take such a risk on somebody who has a little bit less experience in things and i i think she nailed the character like full on like i never really cared much about Aerith before and now i'm just like ma'am hit me with a chair it's fine (laughs) (laughs) Aerith Gainsborough with a steel chair. I'll oh. rip him off. <laughs> oh my god. God, when she said that, I was just like, wow, can't believe Aerith said men are stinky. Love you. Cloud <laughs> permission to kill. That was so great. I know. Oh gosh. Um, this is just now an Aerith appreciation podcast. <laughs> yeah. Literally everything. <laughs> Persona who? What? Yeah. yeah. Aerith Gainsborough, queen. All right. Um, but yeah, other than that, I, I've gone back to Animal Crossing um, my friend has me hooked on Nookazon, and I just, I've become a beast, and I don't like it, but, um, finally got some more villagers, and the game is kind of slowly getting more life, and I'm enjoying it. It's fun when you have all the people in your, on your island, and, um, they're doing their own little things. Like, I couldn't sleep this morning, so I caught so many bugs and fish, and I just threw them outside of Nook's cranny because I was just doing it over and over. And my first villager to wake up that morning, I noticed her come over to all the fish and bugs. And she had like a wildlife encyclopedia, like looking at the bugs oh. and fish while she was looking at her books. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so cute. And then promptly passed out. So <laughs> it was yeah. fine. But that's kind of all I've been up to. Well, that's good. Sounds like you've been keeping yourself busy. Yeah, missing places. I'm, I'm missing places. Remember places? I, I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> Sarah, what about you? What have you been watching and playing, and why is it Final Fantasy VII? Um, I actually <laughs> didn't buy Final Fantasy VII. Whoops. What? Yeah, I played the demo, and I was like, ah, the story is really good, but I don't feel like playing it. So I've just been watching other Oof. people play it a bunch. <laughs> Fair, enough. Yeah, Fair enough. That is valid, and I respect that. Well, technically, that is that does fall under the category of what are you watching, then? Hey, yeah, totally. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, between having, like, a friend or two screen share with me on Discord and, like, mm-hmm. a couple different streams, I've basically seen the majority of the game at this point. <laughs> I mean... I don't know. I was trying to keep up with, like, the stuff for this season, but now, like, everything's canceled as of episode four. Oh, I know. (laughs) But, hey, uh, Idolish 7 has season two. There's four episodes out right now, and they're all really good. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Yep. Not a whole lot. I mean, mobile games have been happening. Ensemble Star has got a total, like, reboot. And it's um, good in some areas, bad in that the balance on events is 
really awful and you basically like have to spend money in order to do anything ever um yeah which was one of the merits of how it used to be was that well if you just like save up enough free to play stuff you can still like soldier your way through it but uh yeah so people are hoping for a little bit better stuff anyway (laughs) i do not miss my time with gotcha games hi my name is ryan and i'm a gotcha holic Literally, the last I, I probably have told this story a couple times on the podcast now, but the last time I played any gotcha game was um Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I was I was playing it a lot, and I spent fifty dollars on premium currency for an event one time, and I was like, I can justify this, and I got nothing. Oh, so I literally just had I literally just got hit with like a sudden wave of depression. It was just like, why am I doing this? And oh so I, God. like, immediately uninstalled that and every other gotcha game on my phone. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Spend responsibly, kids. Um, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, John, what about you? Besides your passion projects, what have you been doing to uh, watch and play? Well, it started off with uh, Demon Slayer. I got recommended that from uh, one of Sydney's uh, friends and uh, mm-hmm. watched it, and it was very good. And I'm actually going to be in that podcast with Tori and Austin uh, a little later whenever we decide on that. But um, then I got into Animal Crossing because, like, that's when everything went crazy and I, like, needed a moment for, like, some semblance of, like, calm and peaceful, you know, uh, uh, environment around me. So that was nice. I threw myself of that. And then uh, turnips happened and now I just kind of retired. (laughs) Only I can say about that in real life, you know? Like, you just find something that's like, oh, there's my money and we're good. And then I transitioned into Final Fantasy VII after playing the demo. I was very excited for the game. And, uh, yeah, I basically, it came out, like, what, two weeks ago? More or less. And I basically put in the equivalent of two work weeks into that. I put, I put in 81 <laughs> hours, and I have both platinumed and 100% the game. Holy so, crap. Yeah, so, Jeez. like, yeah, I'm done, 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 done. I'm ready to walk away. It was fantastic. <laughs> I have my own uh, gripes about it. We may have to bring back... Um, our podcast that we were doing, Ryan, just just to talk about that, just bring it back for one more time. We'll, but... we'll bring you into a Kotatsu about it because God knows we have enough people who want to talk about this game. <laughs> oh, man. Right. But yeah, now that I've finished that, I'm moving on to Resident Evil 2, hopefully. Ooh, nice. Nice. So lastly, we'll go with myself. So I've been in quarantine a lot longer than everybody else because my work decided at the beginning of March that we were going to just work from home until this all blows over. Hey, same. Oh, no. So <laughs> I've been quarantined since like March 7th. Yep. So it, it's been right. a very long stretch for me. I've watched like so many shows. I rewatched Persona 5 and replayed Persona 5. <laughs> um <laughs> I've Did been watching really? Cheers. Damn. Yeah, well, I'm I'm not done, but I'm okay. in the middle of Royal. Um <laughs> I've been watching Cheers, I've been watching Revenge, a uh, little bit of Demon Slayer. I caught up on the dub of Hero Academia. Nice. And I I have beaten 12 games during the quarantine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jesus. I have so much free time. It's ridiculous. And I somehow managed to accomplish this while still maintaining good grades in grad school. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Obviously, I've been playing uh, Persona 5 Royal and Final Fantasy 7 and Animal Crossing and all that good stuff. But also, um, I started playing Mario Maker 2 again yesterday because oh, the I'm update so dropped. I'm so mad because I'm going to have to spend more money because they, the one feature, I'm like, you know, if they had a world builder map, 
I may buy, I will buy it because that's the one thing I'm missing. And then this last update, they're like, by the way, here you go. And I'm like, well, frick, I gotta give them money now. Crap. It's so good. It is so good. I know. I know it is. And I know I'm gonna have to pay $60 and I don't want to do it, but I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah. I also I also started the original Final Fantasy VII, but was not able to finish it before the the game came out. But I got out of Midgar, so that's pretty much as much mm-hmm. as, as far as I wanted to get. And I also got Final Fantasy VIII. I've been playing Wario Land 3, Metroid oh. Prime Hunters. Ooh. I like literally could do a solo cast just being like, this is how bored I am. Listen to my <laughs> my possibly pre-psychotic ramblings for four hours. Oh my gosh. It has honestly been kind of a blessing that I am now gifted with so much time. Yeah. That I'm able to catch up on my backlog. Like, it, it's mm-hmm. kind of nice in a way, but at the same time, I miss places. I do too. <laughs> Remember places. Yeah. Remember places. Remember places. Remember outside. So, uh, moving into slightly relevant territory now, um, we're obviously talking about Persona 5, and Persona, the Persona series is actually a spinoff of the Shin Megami Tensei series. So, I'm just curious, I want to feel out the room, what is your guys' personal history with either Persona or Shin Megami Tensei? I'll start with Sarah. I, Persona 3 was one of the first JRPGs that I played, um... Like, way back in middle school. I was probably really young to be playing a game where people shoot themselves in the head, but here we are. Um, (laughs) And, yeah, and then I played Persona 4, and then eventually, many years later, Persona 5. I think I picked up Persona Q in the middle, too. But I didn't, I never really got around to the first couple or to, like, um, any of the SMT games. But, yeah, it's, uh, I really liked 3, and I really like 5, and 4 is, like, I played it once, and I was like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, been in and out of it for a while, I guess. Have you watched mm-hmm. uh, the shows or movies for 3 and 4? I haven't. I was going to watch 3, and then I think, like, literally, it had been taken off of Netflix, like, a week prior to when I went to watch, like, uh. the movies for 3. <laughs> but Well, they're good. Yeah. But I've seen, like clips of four and it seems like it's pretty similar to how persona 5's anime was i don't know if anybody else watched it and can attest but yeah i i would i would say it's a lot funnier yeah and it's a lot more lighthearted mm. than five was there's a lot of gag humor in four it mm. has a lot more spirit than five like not to say five's awful but like four was easily the best persona animation oh, okay yeah, so they leaned sure. more on the like comedic stuff yes mm-hmm. oh yeah when they were playing the King game that one time, that was easy, <laughs> that's easily my favorite scene of the anime. Oh my gosh. So, uh, John, what about you? Uh, I played the uh, first game. I had actually gotten a ROM to try it out, and like it was very different compared to the rest of the Persona series. It's a little rough. Yeah, yeah, so I didn't play it for too long, but I, I got a little bit into 3. I got the portable version for 3, Ooh. and I got a little bit into it, and like I had played 4 first, so I realized that once you play the newer Persona, going backwards is really difficult because they made a lot of quality of life improvements. I'm so glad yeah. you mentioned yeah. that. So like I have, I really haven't done much of three, but I beat four, and then I got four golden, 
and got a little further in and then had maxed out one of my personas like the first one you get didn't you do a playthrough of where you just stacked izanagi with like skill cards <laughs> yeah that was, that was me that was me and i don't think i've beaten it on golden yet but i did go back to four and beat it there like on the ps2 okay and then i watched the anime which is just just delightful for your our viewers at home, uh, if you if you're not a fan of how Persona Four plays as a game, I guarantee you the anime has all of the plot points that matter and all of the fun stuff packed in. It's basically the animators are like, what if we took all of the choices from Persona Four and picked all the nonsensical, really fun ones that you really shouldn't pick? <laughs> Which I'm really glad because I I'm so tempted to pick the nonsensical ones, but my completionist mind won't let me. <laughs> I, I honestly went back just to do the stats right, just to pick those options because I loved them that much. <laughs> Chaos. And uh I've also seen I've also played five. I have not played five Royal, so I don't know what the difference is between that one and the vanilla version, but I've uh played five and I've also obviously watched the anime. Oh, and I've also played Persona Q for a little bit. I think I got like a third of the way through that and then stopped. Okay. Q is interesting, but it is it, it's a fun yeah. time. It plays a lot more like the initial, the earlier entries to the mm-hmm. series, but with like more familiar characters. So yeah. like it kind of works, but it wasn't enough for me to keep playing. It's been compared to uh, Atrian Odyssey. Okay. Yeah. That kind of style of gameplay, like dungeon crawling more than RPG. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Tori, what about you? For someone who loves these games so much, I actually have very limited experience with them. Um, I told the story already earlier, but I... Uh, Gosh, I don't even know how long this was ago, but it was fairly long ago, though. But um, I saw the copy of Nocturne, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne in GameStop. And I just remembered in all my days of the internet, people like being like, oh, this game's hard to find now. And like, if you see it, get it. And I played 30 minutes of it and was just like, what is this? I don't like it. (laughs) But I still have it. And then once Persona 4 rolled around, my friend... Uh, who lived in another state, actually sent me his copy, and I still have it. I've yet to give it back, which is, like, awful at this point. But um, it was like, hey, you need to play this. You would like it because it deals with um, murder, and there's a really cool tomboy character in here, and I know you're all about that, so just play it. You'll like it. And um, I went through it, and I finished it, but I was found, like, I found myself very frustrated by the dynamics of the way the game played because I felt like there was no way that I could get it all done and you know I kind of realized now that's sort of the point like for the replay value um because I'm not one of those crazy people who like tries to max out everything on the first playthrough um raise his hand (laughs) 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 that's okay that's okay maybe I'll play royal that way who knows but um I kind of forgot about it and then ended up getting a Vita just for Golden, and that is, like, the only game I've ever bought for my Vita, and I've not touched my Vita since I finished it. <laughs> we, we can have a conversation about that just you and I later, but... Oh, absolutely. Um, I feel like I had more fun that time playing it, because it was exciting to see, like, the new characters and, like, the new things, and I, I knew more so what to expect going in, and, um... I have not watched the four anime. I've seen the three, the Persona 3 movies. Um, I have played that game. I went back and played the uh, um, PSP version. Yes. Oh, okay, uh-huh. P3P. 
And then for some reason, I've seen the anime for Devil Survivor 2, because I thought it just sounded really interesting. <laughs> um, but I've never played any of those games. The anime was wild. I don't even really remember anything about it, but I remember it being, like, okay-ish. Um, but it also had to do about murder and death and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, here we are. But then I saw five, like, you know, all the years that we were waiting for five. And... Um, I feel like I have mentioned this before as well, but, like, I got the game when I was going through, like, a really hard time. So I think that 5, despite all of its flaws, is, like, the one that I have latched to on the most. And the learning curve's not as bad. Like, this this mm. would be the one that I would tell people to pick up. But, you know, we'll talk about that later. But For sure. And I know you spiritually feel that Futaba is your daughter. Listen, <laughs> my government-assigned kin is Futaba. <laughs> and we can talk about that later, but, um... Yeah. I, that, I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's that's my timeline for the games, and I would like to go back and play 1 and 2, but I feel like I'm going to share the same sentiment that, you know, John and Sarah mentioned, that, like, it's just going to drag. Like, there's no way I'm going to be able to get through this, so maybe I'll watch a Let's Play. Who knows? Yeah, the only thing I've heard about 1 is that it's, like, way too similar to the older, like, the original Shin Megami Tensai's, that it's, like, mm. it's borderline unplayable now given what we have currently Oof. people say that they love to like story-wise and it's very yeah. very good but it's uh -huh. also hard to play like john mm -hmm. was literally correct every persona game gets better so it gets really hard to go back yeah yeah um, especially when you see how well they've tied the story and the characters together to get that kind of yes. like dynamic between them and the character growth and then you go back to like where it's just sprites and they're not re they're like talking but they're not really interacting with each other yeah. it's it's harder to like get behind a story like that yeah right so my personal history is a little odd with persona one of my neighbors had introduced me to persona 3 and they described it to me as it's an RPG where you get to play the daily lives of a high schooler. And I was like, why the hell would I want to do that? <laughs> I live that myself. So, why? Yeah. And so I, I didn't want to play it for the longest time. And then one of my roommates in college was playing Persona 3 on his PS3. And I was like, oh, so this is Persona 3. And he was in a dungeon. And I was like, this looks really fun and entirely up my alley. So... I myself got Persona 3 uh, FES and played that. Then I played Persona 4 and yeah, I loved both of them. Um, I I intend to play Shimigami Tensei uh, 5 whenever that decides to come out on Switch. Do you guys mm -hmm. remember how when the Switch had its launch trailer thing, that was one of the games that was advertised? Yeah, yes. a lot of them too. <laughs> it's still not out. <laughs> <laughs> there has been wow. no news about it for four years now wow that's crazy <laughs> i'm just like wait this is still happening right and i looked it up yes well, i mean hey is, hey to but... be fair half-life alex took like several decades to come out so you know it's, fine. it's fine look <laughs> i mean i have the patience of a saint between final fantasy 7 remake kingdom hearts 3 oh my um, god Oh yeah. You know, I I will go into the grave waiting for my Fatal Frame remasters. It's it's oh, whatever yeah. at this point, you know. Yeah, I've also I've also played Golden and I've watched all the stuff related to it. Um, there there's one show though that I found out exists. Um, I can't remember the exact name of it. I forgot to write it down. It's a Persona Three anime, but it's not canon. It takes place ten years in the future. Hmm. Hmm. But it's I've been told it's really bad. Oh no. <laughs> 
so I'm not gonna watch it. Are we it. talking like the room bad or like Birdemic bad? Like you got there's different <laughs> levels of badness here. I, I don't know. I was told it takes place in the world, but only barely, and you don't get like any of the character moments. And the only character that actually shows up relatively frequently is Aki. Oh, so I'm just like I like him, but I would like everyone else as well. Okay, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, three three was my favorite before five. I enjoyed four. Um, I haven't played Q or Q two yet. I plan to at some point, but I'm in no real rush because my backlog could choke a horse. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I really I really like the series, and I'm glad that I found it. All right, so with that, I think we're gonna take a short uh, break, and then when we come back, we're gonna jump into the production and get into the animation. Alright, so let's jump into this then. So, Persona 5, the animation, was very much anticipated because the game was such a success and everybody seemed to love it, like, without exception, right? Like, I don't know anybody who didn't enjoy this game. So, they had initially released a one-shot OVA that was actually Memento's mission, called Persona 5 The Daybreakers, and that was produced by A1 Pictures, and it was meant to be just a, basically a promotion for the game itself. And so A1 Pictures has handled uh, projects such as Fairy Tale, Black Butler, Your Lie in April, Anohana, Love is War. So, so many good series. They are probably one of the best animation studios, like, ever. And they've also handled all of the past Persona animation work. They did uh, Persona 4 The Animation, and Persona, the Persona 3 movies, and they've also handled a lot of other video game adaptations as well, like Phoenix Wright and Valkyria Chronicles. Granted, I know I know John has thoughts about Phoenix Wright, but... Well, again, another episode, <laughs> another time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they, they did it, despite the quality, or lack thereof. But, um, strangely enough, uh, A1 Pictures itself did not actually handle um, the anime, they ha- uh they handed that off to Cloverworks, which is technically still A1 Pictures, but it's a rebranded and separated company from A1. They're basically they were initially a subsidiary, but then in 2018 they fully separated from A1 and became their own thing, and that's when Cloverworks itself actually started existing. And they handled uh Fake Grand Order, Babylonia, Promised Neverland. And uh, Tori will kill me if I mention the last notable show that they... Ryan, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not going to. Ryan, don't to. do it. <laughs> um, but the, we- the weird thing for this show is there was no single director, writer, or producer. It was a team of like four or five different people all working on it together. So it kind of comes off as a bit of a mess because each episode has a different feeling to it. And you can kind of tell whenever a different writer or producer Mm -hmm. is working on it. So 
it's kind of it's kind of odd to me that they chose a different company even though like a1 had handled every single per, like persona anything in the past and especially the the ova which still looks fantastic on its own but um biggest thing that i gotta mention is the soundtrack for both the anime and the game were pretty much the same it was composed by shoji meguro and he's pretty much done everything shimigami tensei uh with a few other composers and the vocals were done by lin in i i'm gonna butcher this tori do you want to take that Inaizumi. Inaizumi, thank you. Mm-hmm. She did. She is such a legendary singer. She did the openings and endings for Persona Five and the animation and Royal. It's like everything related to Persona Five that has a voice is her. I I really love her voice. It's very unique, and um, I really love the new songs that were produced for the anime as well. Like those were cool. Yeah, I really liked Break In to Break Out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she came back for the vocals, and I thought that it turned out really well. I liked pretty much every song that came out of Persona 5 in general. And um, what also is interesting to me is that the voice cast also reprised their role from the game. Tori, do you want to touch on them for me? Sure. Um, so your note here, I'm really sad that they did not actually dub this show because I... I'm just so in love with the English voice cast right? and think they yeah. all did fantastic. They fit their characters very well. Um, I remember thinking the other night that the English voice actress for Morgana, I think Cassandra Lee Morris, is almost a spot on like dupe for <laughs> um, his Japanese voice actress because yeah. they just have a very similar tone and delivery. So um, anyway, so yes, this was not dubbed. So Joker, um, or Ren Amamiya, or Akira Karisu, depending on how much of a powerful being you are, was voiced <laughs> by um, Jun Fukuyama, who's also a king. We we stand Jun Fukuyama in this house. Um, very prolific voice actor. He is known for Lelouch and Code Geass, Koro Sensei from Assassination Classroom. Um, he is Shinra from Dorama and King from Seven Deadly Sins. So if you have watched a show in the past like 20 years Jun Fukuyama has probably been in it because he has been active since the late 90s um Morgana is voiced by Ikue Otani who's Pikachu oh my god I didn't know that yeah they've been Pikachu (laughs) for like ever oh that's so cute okay Zach from Zach Bell remember that show love that show and Konohamaru from Naruto which is the kid with the no not the kid with the dogs. That's the little boy who antagonizes Naruto, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Ryuji is voiced by Mamoru Miyano, who's also a king. Um, another highly prolific voice actor, along with Jun Fukuyama. I actually did not recognize his voice as Ryuji, so that's interesting. Um, and he voiced Riku from Kingdom Hearts, Death the Kid from Soul Eater, and Ignis from Final Fantasy XV. Mm-hmm. Um... It's a very interesting juxtaposition between characters because Ryuji is a total delinquent, but Riku and Ignis kind of have their lives together. He's um, also the crazy manager dude from Zombieland Saga. <laughs> oh, that's right. That is right. Yes. Um, how could we forget? And then <laughs> An is voiced by Nana Mizuki, who voiced Hinata in Naruto, Popocro and Pop Team Epic. <laughs> You know, that is the energy Odin gives off, is it not? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and 
Raph from Full Metal Alchemist. We have the good boy Yusuke, who's voiced by Tomokazu Sugita. Oh, who voices Kyon from Haruhi. And then Joseph from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh man, that's why he sounds similar, or familiar rather. And Taro from My Roommate is a Cat. And then we have Makoto, who's voiced by Rina Sato. Um, she was Negi in Negima, uh, Sailor Mars and Sailor Moon Crystal, and Shira in Blue Exorcist. And then Futaba is voiced by the queen, Aoyuki, um, who was Maguka in Maguka Maduka. <laughs> uh, she was also Froppy from My Hero Academia. Are these their, are these their government names? Um, <laughs> on their life. And then, <laughs> hi, I'm Maduka Maguka. Yeah, technically... <laughs> Froppy is her government name because that's how she's. Froppy is on her license. Yeah, that is on her license, but Maguka Maguka is her preferred name. Okay, that's that's fair. Um, and then is it Lasithia? Lasithia. Lasithia. Okay, from Fire he- Fire Emblem Three Houses. Haru, who is voiced by Haruka Tamatsu, she was Megumi and Shiki, Asuna in Sword Art Online, and Anjo in Anohana. So, uh, pretty solid cast. Most of these people have quite the um, repertoire under their belt. Yeah, and I only did the Phantom Thieves just for simplicity. That like every single character, without exception, reprised their role. Yeah, it's a five star cast, also. So Sojiro's Japanese voice actor, Joji Nakata, um, actually was one of the voice actors for um, Peepimi in the alternate pop team epic uh, things that they would do with, like, the really iconic voice actors. He's also um, Poochie in the JoJo's games, and he is Kirie from Fate. He's voiced every uh, iteration of Kirie. Um, oh my god and yes he there's a lot of those right yes (laughs) (laughs) absolutely um apparently he was the dub voice for the reverend from the simpsons in the simpsons movie oh my god that's oh wow (laughs) mr lovejoy (laughs) (laughs) and he was also luke sword in kingdom hearts so Yep, I feel like when you've been in the game long enough, there's a lot of overlapping. Like, I can't remember what episode it was, but we were doing the cast breakdown, and, like, almost everybody at some point had been in JoJo. Yeah. The like, longer it goes on, the more that's understandable, though. <laughs> yes, true. If if you've not been in JoJo, you've been in Fate, or you've been in Kingdom Hearts, or you've been in Naruto. That's of kind career. of just... Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I also... Shocking amount of them were in One Piece, actually. I remember seeing that when I was looking up all the voice casts. Mm-hmm. So what was everybody's general thoughts on the voice cast? Did you like all the choices that they made, or were there any characters that you particularly could not stand the sound of? Oh, boy. Um, well, personally, I feel like one of the merits of, like, one of the few merits of watching the anime was actually seeing the Japanese voice cast performance and seeing moments that Mm. weren't, like, fully voiced in the game. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like overall they did pretty good, but apparently somebody has an issue with somebody. (laughs) Um, Oh, no, I don't have an issue with anybody. Oh, okay, good. (laughs) There's always, like... In my experience, there's always, like, one character that sticks out to somebody as, mm. like, I love this voice cast except for them. Mm. Oh, I can't wait to tell you mine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. oh there boy. We go. <laughs> I guess that's a good segue right there. 
Um, it actually wasn't that bad. It, it got better as I was going on. I just think Yusuke sounds too old. Uh, mm. I know he's supposed to be like an old soul, but like, I think he just sounds a little too old in Japanese, in the Japanese cast. Mr. Deep Voice Man. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I think everybody nailed it spot on. And I agree with your sentiment. I played the game in English from the get-go. Um, and I was just so happy with that that I never went back, yeah. but you were right, Sarah. It was nice to be able to kind of hear what everybody sounded like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a, the only complaint that I have is not even with the cast per se. It's with their choice of the protagonist's name as Ren. Because <laughs> oh it gave... This is the divisive thing. Ren-ren. The game, it, it's not even... Because I hated hearing Ryuji calling him Ren Ren. I was like, <laughs> no, that's the... No, I was just about to defend that. <laughs> I know, that was with yeah, that exact thing. Because, like, like, I hate oh that name so much. I, I love, I love when he comes back after they all think he's dead. Ryuji's just like, Ren Ren, you big bastard. <laughs> I did love that. But other than that, I'm just like, anytime Ryuji was like, Ren Ren, I'm like, no. <laughs> no. That was my favorite. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, my only complaint. Oh, goodness. Persona, though, sorry, I'll let John speak after this, but (laughs) I think that is the most annoying thing with Persona as a whole, where it's just like, the manga is going to tell you this character's name this, and then you're going to get attached to it, but then the anime is going to flip that on its head and tell you it's this. But I I honestly prefer Ren over Akira. They're both fun to say. I like how the names flow, but... Yeah. Anyway, what's his what's his Japanese or his uh, anime last name? It's like Amiyami or Amamiya. Amamiya. So what is he? Italian and Japanese. Amamiya. Yeah. (laughs) Same (laughs) boy. John, did you have a comment? I mean, well, at the dub man myself. uh, (laughs) Well, actually, (laughs) pushes glasses into place. There you go. as I've noticed, since I'm the one who's like the most distant from uh, anime in general, uh, at least in this group anyway, uh, for me it's a little harder to discern like the subtle emotion changes in the actor's delivery. So it's not to say it's bad, like by no means am I saying that. It's just that because I'm a dumb American, it's harder for me to like really feel those like emotional changes like the subtle ones like it's clear when they're like angry or upset or happy whatever but like when they're doing like those subtle shifts i don't pick up on them Mm -hmm. quite as much and because i'm having to actively read as well it kind of takes me out a little bit from the delivery so i thought they did fine i didn't have an issue with it and i enjoyed the show i think it's not that you're dumb it's that japanese is a very contextual language and one one inflection or one small word change can completely convey a different emotional meaning. Right, right. And I think it's just a lack of exposure on my part, more or less, mm-hmm. more than anything. That's yeah. that's definitely how I feel with dubs versus subs, too, is it's like, I speak English, so, like, I'm going to pick and up And you know on what like, to listen yeah. for for, like, certain inflections and tonality. Yeah, yeah exactly. to, like, better understand mm-hmm. the emotion of a scene, which is why I prefer dubs over subs if, like, mm-hmm. assuming the dub is good. If the dub is garbage, give me the sub. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because I'll be, I may enjoy the sub more. <laughs> but, yeah, my two cents. Okay. So, uh, I think with that, we're going to jump into the series itself. Sarah, you want to give us an overview of the anime? Sure. Let's see. Um, It's... 26 episodes so two core um however it also has two hour-long specials which are essentially the ending of the series so you kind of have to watch those too 
Yeah, they um, are required reading. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, two OVAs, um, one of which is a side story about Akechi, and another one is focused on Valentine's Day um, that has scenarios of love interests and also Ryuji and also the, like, ha- quote-unquote harem ending for Valentine's Day, which is just I everybody it. being, like... I was so like... glad that they animated it. <laughs> so I didn't watch those because I didn't know those were a thing. So they're not, they're not like... easy to find. I only knew about yeah. them from my research. They're both also, like, really short, right? Like, I don't... Yeah, they're they're relatively okay. Well, short. I'll go back and watch them. Yeah. I'll have to find those because like I really enjoy the Valentine's Day. The scene. yeah, the Valentine's Day thing is hilarious because it's like actually written kind of well. <laughs> and I was talking to Austin because I've been trying to like get him to play this, and he you know waited for a royal, but um, I kept like nagging him. I was like, okay, who are you gonna choose? Who are you gonna choose? And he's like, chaos. I'm gonna do the one thing where I date everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like that's yeah. the he's like that's the only way i'll feel good doing it and oh i was like God. okay <laughs> he's gonna have to buy yes, so many gifts okay god i know um but yeah there's those two ovas and there's also daybreakers which um was by a1 instead of cloverworks right and then yeah that um, was the that was the promotional one yeah and that one came out way mm. before any of the other stuff um yeah and is also not required reading, but very fun. Um, yeah, it, it's it, it is a spoiler for Yusuke, though. Yeah, and I, I was gonna say too the the first thought I had when watching that was um, if I had watched this, I would have been kind of upset because a big thing for me, like if I had watched it before I played the game, I like the surprise of seeing the um, new confidants and like who your teammates are going to be and what their personas are going to look like. But that just gave it to you all like full force. So there was That's no the problem real... with intros in general. Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of knew from the get go that, you know, at least on and Ryuji were going to be, you know, your partners in crime. Yeah. Um, and Morgana. But... And Morgana. Yeah. Yes. I, I agree with you. That's like, there's always like a double edged sword when it comes to things like that, because of course, the opening would be a mediocre opening if it didn't show pretty much everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah. To me, openings are best enjoyed once you understand the context. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, and then, like, without context, you're like, oh, what's all this cool stuff happening on my screen? I don't know. It sure looks pretty. What a neat song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, the uh, the series itself actually was criticized a lot, believe it or not, because it, it was viewed mostly by people who had already played the game. And they said that the animation seemed like really toned down and kind of lazy and it took out a lot of the spirit from the game. What do you guys think about that? Did you still like even after playing the game, did you still enjoy this? I mean, yes, but I do agree with them about the toned down animation and spirit, especially when they had like the long shots of characters. It almost felt like 
uh, this team had like an A team of animators and like a B team. So mm-hmm. when they had like a, the close up shots and like like the full profile shots of like everybody, that was the A team. You could tell like they were focused on the detail and it looked really good. Uh, Ryuji's eyes kind of went spacey sometimes, but aside from that, it was pretty spot on. It's okay. He has but- one brain cell. <laughs> yeah. I, there, are, there are some instances where I agree, like things that should have been like spectacles tended not to be like whenever they did an all out attack, you could, it looked very slow and framey. Whereas in the game, yeah. it's like they're like blitzing by and just wailing on the enemy. Yeah, I think fights especially mm-hmm. like... Yeah, it's hard to, like, take a turn-based RPG and try to translate that well into an anime, but, like, like nothing hit hard, I feel like. Like, nothing was a big, epic, crazy fight in the anime. I I definitely agree with that, because at least, like, when Persona 4, like, the fights also didn't have, like, that kind of weight, but, like, because of the introspective, introspective nature of the whole encounter... And because they tried to add more humor and try to keep it lighthearted during some of those fights, it kept it interesting. And, like, with the direction they took this one, I feel like you you missed a lot of that. And mm-hmm. so they tried to take itself seriously. And without, like, big stakes, as you said, like, it really just kind of felt off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she was ugly sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, that's my favorite thing about shows sometimes is when, like, somebody's off in the distance and their, like, face is all jacked up. Yeah. And they're just like... <laughs> I do not blame them for that because why would you spend a lot of time animating the background character? Yeah. But see, that's the thing, though. They did that in episode 19. Like, that's the thing that threw me for the loop because when they're in the... Uh, spoiler alert, by the way. Uh, if you're uh, when they were in the uh, uh, gymnasium hearing about what happened to the principal, uh, like all of the background characters, you know, look like decently fleshed out, like nothing too crazy, but you you can see detail. And then you get to like Ryuji and Anne, and it looks like they just kind of like really like a, with like thick pen just kind of penciled her in there. And it's like <laughs> what what is the difference in quality here of all the characters? Is the main characters you just got us? Yeah. Eh. <laughs> this is a general vague on shape. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it was just like little stuff like that that I just found really interesting to see and something that's had like high production quality everywhere else, you know? Yeah. And it's interesting because the game itself also had anime scenes like for the yeah for the that big, big so moments. Good. Yeah. For the big, big moments, like anytime you met a character, um it it was great and it looked really good. And I was like you know, no scene matched up to any of those in my in my opinion. They um whenever there was an eye catch, like for instance, like when their eyes cut in or they finish their attack, those to me looked like ripped right out of the game. Or there's one that sticks out to me, um, where Futaba gets into Oracle and then like it just cuts to the screen and like Ryuji and On are up front. Like you you can tell where the budget went in this show. And it was like for the flashy eye catch scenes. Yeah, um, for sure. And do we need to talk about like how much they ramped up the fan service in the anime compared to the video game? I feel like we should. <laughs> yeah, I don't see why not. <laughs> um so a big major criticism that I have um especially when I was playing through the game is, like, An's whole character arc, essentially, like, from the time you meet her and defeat Kamoshida's dungeon, is, like, please don't sexualize me. I'm a human being. That makes me uncomfortable. And then, like, 
Atlas just feels like they forgot that they wrote that and that it continues all on through the game. Mm, and yep, yep. um but then it's like I watched the anime and now I take it all back. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I, I feel that. I really do. Like uh, like a lot of the angles they chose to animate from were really unnecessary, whether it was like a fight scene or in like homeroom or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's just very odd choices for fan service. Like like Yeah. Even Persona if, 4 with, like, some of the fan service they have, they never were even close to that kind of right. If you If you direct a scene in which you are focusing on a person's butt or breasts, I'm going to assume that one of those items are talking <laughs> and not the actual person. And I, I noticed that a lot. Like, there was that weird scene I pointed out where, like, Ryuji was trying to name Makoto and Mementos, and it was just, like, her touching her butt. And I don't know if that was because, you know, her suit was riding up or what, but it was, like, (laughs) a weird thing to focus on. And then, like, the infamous, like, Sae in the interrogation room, and she's going to sit down, and the camera just, like, focuses on the underside of her sitting down. And I'm just, like, even if somebody was, like, into fan service, is that appealing? No. No, 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 no. Because it's it's supposed to be an intense scene. Right, and you you undercut that. Like, you undercut that by choosing to focus on this instead of, like, her trying to discover what in the world is even going on. Like, for Mm -hmm. me, fan service, I enjoy fan service as much as anybody else, but I I like fan service episodes where they take all of the built-up fan service energy and throw it at one episode because that's Right, so you can just skip it if you choose. And that, to. that those are just entertaining, mm-hmm. like the the obligatory beach episode. And like yeah. which they did that and it was also kind of crude. Right. <laughs> yeah. But Yeah, and there's just like little other things that stick out in the show too, like the bras under the t-shirt or the bathhouse thing and i'm like you know at least azakin did me right and you know we didn't sexualize people taking a bath thank you yeah Mm -hmm. um but i mean i i I get it i don't necessarily like demonize the boys they're high school boys of course they're interested in girls whatever like that's how life is but i don't know man i just i'm i'm tired of and i feel like this is always my soapbox and i know people get sick of hearing it but it's just like i would i would appreciate young women just being able to exist in the world and not be objects essentially and atlas has a very weird relationship with this and and i will say their saving grace i think it is lovely how well they wrote the friendship dynamic between An, Makoto, Futaba, and Haru. And I think that, to me, is what saved it. Yeah. Mm. But besides all that, like, the actual... The actual plot, like, the character arcs Mm -hmm. and the actual overarching plot, I personally Mm -hmm. thought that they handled it very well. Like, if you wanted to experience the plot of this game, but couldn't sit down and dedicate 100 hours, it does a good job of that, I thought. For sure. I think mm-hmm. actually the whole like way that everything's framed in the like interrogation room actually works better in the anime because in the game, after a while, it gets kind of annoying when it's like, yeah, new confidant and then it just yeah, cuts jump to side and you're <laughs> yeah. just like, yeah. yeah, there's gotta be some way that like you knew how to dial a phone and it's just like, what? Well, yeah, lady, I'm a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, it's like the yeah, Phantom like, Thieves must have had somebody increasing their pre- their presence. And I'm like, yeah, you've been yeah. through the news. You knew that. Social media. Yeah. I think it carried over very well, like, the the plot points from the game. Like, all the major ones were there. And I noticed a lot of criticism from people online, because that's my favorite thing to do. Like, I am just, you know, completely masochistic. So I love to go read comments about things. And um, the people were criticizing, like, how certain things were carried over, especially with new things that were added. And I'm just like, well, you know, this is kind of what the games do when they re-release them. I don't necessarily mind that now if you're like retconning an entire thing that's a problem but um i don't know anybody who expected them to make changes mm. you know besides his name yeah right yeah. yeah but a few a few plot elements were changed um like little ones like you really it really wasn't a huge deal but um i also like how they blended in the confidants like yes. yeah you know, seeing so the fun. gun guy here Right, or, you know, seeing the, like, drunken news reporter over there, and the fortune teller, and the shogi girl. I really like the shogi oh, girl. and me. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm really glad that she got a little bit more screen time, because I, you know, liked her character quite a bit. Yeah. And um, I, I, that was my favorite part, honestly, was seeing all the, the confidants come in. And it felt so natural, like, from even when he met the doctor, and right away she was like, okay, come come to my shop, you're my guinea pig now. Yeah. Um, they can they so. condense the confidants into, like, single episode arcs, which I thought was, you know, practical for an anime, because seeing, like, teeny little bits here and there would have gotten kind of old kind of fast. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think one of the things the show did not as terribly on was like including blending in the confidants in a way that like kind of made sense and also just like Mm -hmm. taking some of the more fun moments like um whenever they first call the maid service and he's like yes uh i'm definitely not a high schooler i'm definitely a dad um oh my god yes i lost it like those (laughs) moments and like blending them into the main story in a way that worked out well um Mm-hmm. It's like John said, they took all of the silly options and threw those in the anime. Mm-hmm. I, I actually did, I actually kind of disagree with Five. I feel like there were some missed opportunities with that. Like, I don't think the way they went about the confidants were bad, but I think that there were more moments we could have had that mm-hmm. I guess that time just didn't allow. Like, you're telling me you couldn't spare 30 seconds to have him do the Monster Burger Challenge? I mean, come on. That's <laughs> yeah, comedy that gold right true. there. Like, yeah. I was kind of upset that they didn't throw in the Big Bang Burger. Like, they even threw in, like, the, the, the batting cage, for goodness sake. Like, you're telling me you can dedicate two minutes to the batting cage, which I know there's been a plot in there, but still. <laughs> but you couldn't throw, like, 15 seconds to him beating this, like, big burger? Like, I would love to see that. I'm going to be real. They could have done that. I'm going to be real. They should have released an OVA where it was, like, an eight-minute thing dedicated to him doing the Big burger, the big Bang <laughs> Challenge. Because they could have built it up really well. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so I, I feel like there's a lot of little moments in the game that, like, really gave it, uh, that really made it fuller and mm. more enjoyable and more lighthearted. Added some charm. That they kind of had to pass up mm-hmm. to kind of, like, get the confidence in there and to, like, make it, like, you know, get the plot you know together Rolling. and cohesive and have it flow Oof. like the arms dealer dude like we oh he yeah. had no lines no. except like maybe at the very end but he did not talk he did not interact with them it was just like all implied interactions and like right. he had like a good story arc i feel like so like you know why was great. i don't know oh yeah oh yeah so like you know i just feel like there's there were some missed opportunities and i feel like that's why 
people made criticism about it not having as much spirit or character as it did in four because that was already like kind of baked in to the main plot itself. So yeah. even if they stuck with that, you know, there's still a lot of good moments like that. Yeah, that that is true, and I was kind of upset about that, but at the same time, I understood, and also I had already seen it all, so anytime I saw a reference, I would think back to that myself, mm-hmm. but I can definitely see if, like, if you were looking at it from through a fresh lens, it would seem lacking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you looked how they, like, quick cut the battles, where it was like, oh, I figured out what we have to do in the real world, cut, back to the dungeon, um, they could have done that with like these skill building things. Like they could have just shown a little montage of like, you know, here's me eating the beef bowl. Here's me, um, eating the big bang burger. Here's me doing X, Y, Z. Like they could have worked that in with the way that they were editing other things, I think with the plot points. Mm-hmm. So I will say that the anime made me like Yusuke a lot quicker. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but... I, my favorite thing about the game is him and Futaba, like, just their stupid, dummy interactions with each other. Like, they just antagonize each other. And where was that in the anime? I love that so much. I was very disappointed to not see that. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, I feel like Futaba, once she got out of the palace, didn't really get a whole lot of screen time after that. Like, after the whole uh, Mona feeling useless arc, like mm-hmm. she really didn't get a whole lot much more time than that. No, and that That's that true. arc in the in the game itself gave me so much anxiety because I was just like, they need to all be friends again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get him back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ryuji, uh, shut the hell up and apologize. <laughs> yeah, but it was a smart way to introduce a new character, so I don't it completely was. fault them for it. No, so. no, no, it was good, and like the way it was written, the fact yeah. it gave mm-hmm. me anxiety meant it was good. But I was that's just true. like, I was just like, ah, it's so uncomfortable. And that's why it's great. Mm-hmm. And I think you kind of missed that from the anime but, as well, because in the game, the cat, like Mona prevents you from doing a lot of stuff at night. And it's like, well, you need to go to bed. And it's just like, you know, the strict overbearing parent. And then when he's gone, it's like, oh, oh, this is not what I wanted at all either. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The one scene that I will say probably uh, was toned down the most out of anything was the big reveal at the end with uh, oh yeah with Igor like that scene when I played it yeah. for the first time it blew my mind yeah and then like then when it showed it first of all the fight between him and the twins was really nothing and then mm-hmm. uh the reveal was like so oh yep I'm actually evil bye and I was like <laughs> but <laughs> okay <laughs> I was like but that scene was so good in the game mm-hmm. <laughs> and it made the, yep. the funniest thing about that in general i have to tangent real quick because that entire reveal is the funniest thing um for those who don't know it's a very common thing for the japanese not to want to recast voice actors ever like even if they die like sometimes if they'll die mm-hmm. they'll find a way to write out the character mm-hmm. which recently with like a couple characters hasn't worked out but Igor's voice actor before five died. So everybody was like, oh, well, what are they going to do with Igor? Is he still going to be in the game? And then when he had a really deep voice, everyone was like, that's you know, that's a little odd, yeah. but okay. <laughs> and so I didn't think about it because I was like, well, he has a new voice actor. So yeah, okay. 
deep voice Igor. It's not bad, but it's odd. And so then when it was revealed that he actually still does have like a high squeaky old man voice after it's revealed that's fake Igor, I was like, I cannot believe that they pulled the wool over our eyes so well. Plus 10 for creativity? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like what a what a meta plot point yeah. in that one moment. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was just the best way to do that. And it, it so coincidentally happened that he died like right before the game. So I was like, that is just, I'm not even mad. That's just so clever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. What would uh what would everybody say is their favorite scene in the anime though? Oh man. Like for all of its faults, it did do some things well. <laughs> right. I have a couple and I know that's always cheating, but anyway. Um I really loved the this is not even a scene, this is just a part of the show. <laughs> but, um the stuff with Yusuke, like his little character arc and you know, uh Ren going around with him and taking him into mementos and, like, getting his art inspiration back. That's not something I really enjoyed in the game, but I had fun watching that go down in the show. Um, Also, the scene where they go into Sojiro's house to try to find Futaba, and she, like, creeps down the stairs, and then Makoto starts screaming, and then Futaba starts screaming. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, that's a mood. Um, And... The freaking the eye catch that I was talking about earlier where she goes up into Oracle and then it's like on Ryuji and everybody and she's kind of like up there in her little spaceship. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I liked that. Anybody else? Definitely the breaking into Sojiro's house is like so good. It's like peak. Whoever did that, can you just go make an entire horror anime because it was really (laughs) just like well paced. Um and then also the mom scene is, or I'm a dad scene is so good. Oh, mm-hmm. that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, my favorite is definitely the uh, the initial maid scene because it was just it was just so funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can I can I add one more? Can I amend really quickly? Go ahead. Sure. Um, like I said earlier, the scene where Futaba is at risk of being taken away by her scumbag uncle. And she runs in and is just like, I love my dad. And I, I cried. That that got me in the game. That got me in the show. Yeah. Very good scene. Mm-hmm. I thought that like mostly the show benefited from when it was doing the social link stuff because mm-hmm. the palaces looked cool, but that's kind of where it fell flat because it's like battle's done, move on. Like yeah. mm-hmm. the social link stuff is where it really had time to shine. Yeah, I think that's that's always been like a big sticking point, at least for the recent Persona series. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say my favorite scene would also be when they broke into Sojiro's house, but I'd also <laughs> say like my favorite arc, just in general, is just that whole Sojiro arc as well, near the mm-hmm. end about you know Futaba and your parents and all that. Like that was one of my favorite arcs to go through in the game, and it was one of my favorite arcs to watch in the show as well. So yeah, that's still up there for me. I think we've all pretty much covered the anime. I do want to talk about Royal a bit, though, because 
it, it, it good. It real good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Like, even even when I played the original Persona 5, just noticing the changes from 4, I was just like, this is going to be an incredible game. And then it got even more quality of life upgrades. Like, you know, the fact that you could go outside at night and Morgana wouldn't, like, control you. And I was just like, just so much about it. I'm absolutely loving, and I am loving Kazumi. Ryan, Ryan, could you send me a copy of the game, please? Because uh, that was one of the biggest sticking points, and I was I didn't realize that. So please, please. <laughs> <laughs> when did Snake get here? You're you're fine. Uh, yeah. So John Snake has not played the game yet, but uh... no, unfortunately, <laughs> just, I just, I've only played the vanilla version. Unfortunately, yeah, mm-hmm. that's fine though. I only got up to the point where you meet Kazumi on the train, and then my brain was just like, Sephiroth. <laughs> <laughs> and then I haven't touched it since. So yeah. I, as soon as I'm done with Final Fantasy, I'm looking forward to picking it back up because, like, me and the Phantom Thieves are homies. We're bras. We're, we're tight. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. I know I know Sarah is further than any of y'all. us. You know how uh. y'all have put in hours and hours on uh, Final Fantasy VII? That's what I've been mm-hmm. doing in Persona, and I'm still only in August. <laughs> Here we oh, are. Yeah, it's a long like, it's, game. It's a real time hole, for sure. Yeah, literally like right before we started. Long. Yeah, re- literally right before we started, I beat Kanashiro and got into July. Yay. Mm-hmm. So I'm about to have the, the good stuff happen. Yeah, there's lots of good, good news, like mechanics and areas to travel to, and you can do stuff even later at night. Um, you just have to stay inside. And, like, I don't know. It's, like, some good stuff. Also, like, not only is there Kazumi as a whole new person, there's also the therapist doctor person, Maruki, who yeah. comes oh. in. Um, there's there's interest. He, I will recommend everybody do him. He is interesting he gives for you reasons good that I... Stuff, he is also interesting for reasons I don't want to spoil. Okay. I'm, like, yeah. um... Yeah, and it's really funny because, you know, with the first game, it's like, dang, these kids need some therapy. And then it's like, yeah. well, I guess Atlas listened and gave them <laughs> therapy. <laughs> um, and But at the same time, with both of these new characters, uh, I'm just like, okay, who's more sus here? Who's going to turn on us? Somebody has to at some point. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, like, Maruki gives you, like, SP boost, and, like, Kasumi gives you, like, some nice little things to do and an HP boost. They're both really, really worth it. Also, Akechi has early game rank ups that give you such good things. Yes, um, his is no longer time based. It is a no. full oh, social arc, and so far it is amazing. Yeah, you just need oh. to have decent charm um, to get far enough to get the good, like, sleuthing stuff. Because you essentially get, like, almost like nav level. Um, affinities for personas that you're fighting just like yeah. through a catchy's freaking rank stuff so if uh, up nice. until you have her it's good to like have um but yeah guess we're going to be eating a lot of big bang burgers so i can charm him to yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah <laughs> one of my favorite moments happened uh earlier today was i was playing and i did uh i think it was the third rank with kazumi mm-hmm. and she makes you a bento box as a thank you for what you've done for her so far. And I'm like, oh, that's Aww. sweet. And he's like, what is this flavor? And she's such a bad cook right now that she basically <laughs> just coated everything in curry flavoring. And he's just oh, like, mood. and he's just like, oh, my God, it's it so all familiar. tastes like curry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's all he eats. 
Yeah. <laughs> she's just um, like, when... well, nobody doesn't like curry. And he's just like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> that is valid, but you can ruin it. When Sojiro was talking about how, like, he adds coffee into his curry. Ugh. My mind just went in a million different directions because it's just like, I mean, I guess that could work theoretically, depending on the like flavor profile of the coffee with the flavor profile of like what else you're putting into your curry. But also my brain is just like, ew, gross. (laughs) Yeah, my brain was like, ew, gross, but also like, you know, I kind of want to try it out of curiosity. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like it would just have to be like a little bit just to like, yeah, yeah balance it you definitely don't want to have curry from like persona 4 you don't want that no 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 (laughs) yeah it's been so long since i played four at this point and even longer since i played three so those games are like distant memories at this point that's so Mm. true gosh what else about royal though like it added like a how do i describe it it added like a lounge area which i think is really cool it's mm-hmm. like you can take a break the from the actual brilliant. game. Uh, I'm oh. not even talking about that. I'm talking about the Thieves' Den. Oh my god. I've played yeah. so much of that card game. <laughs> yeah, it has like a little poker area. It's not poker, but it's like a card game area. Yeah. And you can decorate your Thieves' Den based on how far you've gotten in the story. It mm-hmm. also adds its own list of achievements, which I thought was really cool. Hmm. The yeah. one character, though, that I'm still interested to learn a little bit more about is... I want to say Jose because that's how it's spelled, but they pronounce it as Jose. Yeah, the new Memento stuff is interesting. Hmm. Yeah, he's like a little dude that just has a car and is driving around Mementos and he wants you to bring him flowers. (laughs) And he looks exactly like the avatar of death from Persona 3. Hmm. Oh my god. (laughs) So I'm just like, are you about to be extremely sinister? Because you're too adorable to be sinister. Yeah, I think between Jose and the, like, disaster shadows that can blow things up, um, Mementos <laughs> is definitely a lot less annoying in Royal for me. Yeah. Mm. The disaster shadows was funny because I wanted to get through the game relatively quickly and just experience the story. So I've been using the legacy persona that starts at level 90. <laughs> oh. And so I've been just going through the game with brute strength. Nice. And um, when they introduced the the jewel personas or whatever they call them, mm-hmm. they, it was just like, they were like, yeah, hit it as quickly as you can. And I just attacked it with Joker and it blew up. And I was like, so these are going to be a joke. <laughs> I, I did think it was interesting that like out of the box, you could have like access to excessively powerful personas. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you bought it, but it's also like, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's like, maybe that should be a New Game Plus thing or like... That's what I thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't entirely complaining because I've already beaten the game like twice. I did the original and a New Game Plus of that. Mm-hmm. So this one, I was like, I really just want the new story content. Mm-hmm. And to see like what other new stuff got thrown in. Exactly. Granted, I have been going through a schedule, so I get everything done, like, 100% before my first playthrough is over. (laughs) That's just how I play the game, though. Yeah. I mean, I think... Wait, everything including, like, all the confidants, Max? Because I feel like that's the one thing I can never do. Like, I'm always like, (laughs) Yeah, I just pick my favorites It's It's never easy, unless you have, like, a strict plan and you have a regimen. Like, it's very hard to do, naturally. Mm. I will actually say Persona 5, it's a lot easier to do. 
um believe it or not like i without even using a walkthrough or anything my first playthrough of persona 5 i managed to max all the confidants nice wow you which child is my favorite ah yes you abuse (laughs) you abuse the fortune teller oh yeah that's Mm. what i've heard is like getting her maxed out early on helps you a whole lot oh my gosh okay so what else what else is new will yes will seeds are interesting look weird i'm gonna be honest Mm. they're useful once you get all three of them but they just look like something out of like a crash bandicoot game to me wow <laughs> I've not seen them yet, so I'm excited to take a look. Yeah, it's like they added, they kind of like rearranged the mini bosses and palaces a little bit, and they, mm-hmm. I don't know if they really have added any to like guard each of these rooms and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's like three per palace, and then when you get all three, you get a neat little item, and then you take it to Jose, and then he makes it an even better item. Oh, cool. So, like, it's interesting, but at the same time, I'm like, but why, though? <laughs> was it just yeah. for the sake of having new things? Like, It was it was to add a little depth to the dungeons. Mm-hmm. Like, the dungeons feel a little bit longer now that they have the extra areas, and it's every true. like every final will seed has a mini-boss fight associated with it, so you have to be strong enough to beat that. Yeah. Cool. Kind of makes you backtrack a little bit. A little bit. <clears throat> but yeah and then there's like showtime attacks that are really cute they're like all-out attacks on steroids um yeah nice. <laughs> oh yeah it... and they like keep whatever outfit you put your character into <laughs> in them um which is sometimes really funny um and also like i think the second one ever you get is like um yuji and makoto together and it's kind of cute because there's like a little scene of them like talking and setting it up beforehand and like brainstorming this little attack they're gonna have and you're like that's not an interaction you really see a lot between those two so it was that scene in particular was really cute because she's so intellectual and he's just like a bat out of hell yeah he's just like i saw this cool thing and she's like we could maybe make this work (laughs) yeah and she's just like no tell me i want to hear and and i'm just like you know i never really saw those two interacting before so this is cool yeah so i'm looking forward to where else like comes out of those i guess um yeah although definitely whenever you use them it just feels like a cop-out sometimes because you're just like oh everything's <laughs> dead now yeah um they don't they don't appear very often you do have to whittle them down for them to get like yeah a bigger chance of happening that is true but i felt kind of lucky because i got morganas when i was fighting kanashiro <laughs> and you were like <laughs> so she just like she halved the health of Piggytron. <laughs> like right away yeah and i was just like okay this is a little too easy now (laughs) what else i mean i think i feel like some of the final bosses have been rebalanced a little bit but not they they've been changed a lot the only one that i haven't noticed so far is kamashita stayed the same but kanashiro gets an additional phase and madarame has like an entirely different setup thing yeah true but yeah. but yeah, overall, like, I really am digging it so far. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot wait till I actually get relevant Kazumi stuff because I know she has, like, plot details, but I haven't gotten that far yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. me either. And I made it to rank five. I'm like, where? I need to know more about you, dude. We're just going and eating food all the time. But, like, <laughs> what's <Yeah>. your deal? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, All we do is gymnastics. I know. And that's fine. Yeah. She is a great character, though. Like, I cannot wait to see where they go with her. She's so cute. Do you remember the big Twitter storm where people were like, how dare you put her in an outfit like this? Oh, my God. And I'm just like, I participated in, like, dancing and gymnastics for almost 10 years. That's literally almost exactly what we would wear. (laughs) She literally has a line at some point that's like, I feel like all I own are, like, leotards. I don't even think I own a swimsuit, just leotards. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Like, you get so many ridiculous outfits when you actually go to perform. And I'm like, it's not the outfit. It's how they treat her in that outfit, I guess, is the way I would put it. And it's like, I, when I was performing, I could hardly remember where I, a time where I would wear anything over or under a leotard that wasn't just tights. Like. Never. It never happened. And I'm just like, so this is the hill you want to die on with character costumes <laughs> when there are way worse offenders out there? Is this what we're doing? Yeah, that's the one thing is I hate when people get outraged without understanding some like stuff beforehand. Right. And, you know, there's a difference between putting a character in a leotard and putting a character in nothing but... A string. Nothing. I don't know. A string, yes. <laughs> like... Come on. But I just remembered that when you guys were talking about her. And I just think it's so, so funny. Yeah. That that was the hill to die on over this game. You really got to (laughs) pick your battles. Oh, yeah. I just try not to get involved with outrage anymore because I'm just like, everybody's angry about something nowadays. I'm just going to love everything. There you go. Yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those things where it's just like, is it a justifiable reason to be upset? And I know that sounds really bad. Yeah, also, but... also, we're not allowed to get angry in 20 Funny, Fill Your Life with Laughter and Love. Stop! Oh, no. yeah. oh, wrong podcast. <laughs> yeah, wrong podcast, but, uh... but I agree with them. True, true, true. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what I'm referencing, watch, or sorry, listen to My Brother, My Brother and Me. God, uh... I wish I could watch another season of those beautiful bastards. <laughs> Come on, Verve. Come on. Get on it, Verve. Yeah. Um, although it might be hard to film anything nowadays. <laughs> actually that's one thing is that like i got the game pretty early on into all the pandemic stuff and honestly in the especially in the beginnings of it whenever there's all these weird incidents happening there's just like a general public like disrest i guess that's Mm -hmm. not a real word distress Uh (laughs) (laughs) unrest unrest thank you um you were close yeah uh and just general like worry about like not knowing so many different things about like the cause and how to solve it and how to stop all these incidents from happening like i was like hmm hmm timely okay (laughs) yeah the Um, weirdest thing when i like first played the game actually was like the whole kamashita thing because like it was very clear that he was like perving on Anne, and nobody seemed to care and i was just like I need somebody to tell me that it's not, like, a common thing for, like, teachers and students to hook up in Japan because people should be more angry about this. Yeah. Versus, like, Mm -hmm. just talking about it behind closed doors and being like, oh, my God, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was because he mostly had a rain on everybody. Mm -hmm. Well, I I learned that later Um, on, but, like, the the way it was initially presented, I was just, like, everybody seems to be, like, weirdly okay with it. One thing I was actually kind of surprised by in... 
the anime that they did not explicitly state in the game, I mean, at least the first go-round, is that Kamoshida was actually, like, physically assaulting his female students, like... Yeah, that that was oh, one yeah. of the... That way... Yeah. Have, you gotten, yeah. have you gotten to hit through his palace in uh, Royal yet, Tori? No, I just got into it. Okay, there's a there's a portion of his palace that makes it, like, very clear what he did to, to uh, Shiho. Oh, and it really it was sad. it was it was sad and heartbreaking, but yeah, mm. that was actually something that they added to the anime, and I was like, mm, I was happy just pretending that didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, my brain kind of went there anyway to start oh, with, yeah, but yeah. right, it's yeah. very yeah. heavily implied. But I, I, I was just mm-hmm. like, no, no, he was just physically abusive. He wasn't, you know, because that I level. hate thinking about that. Mm. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, but I mean. No, you are supposed to hate him, so... Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And April is such a long month, and the whole time you're just sitting there like, please just let me kick his ass, please. <laughs> yes. I will say that is actually, like, one of the best things about the game in general is it just drives your emotions so well. Mm-hmm. Right before the scene where she jumps, they're all just like, well, do we have the right to do this because we could kill him? And I was just like, well, maybe if they give me a choice, I won't kill him. And then... Shiho jumped and I was like, he's fucking dead. <laughs> Get him, boys. Bleep, 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 bleep. I yeah. actually have a funny story about that, which is hard to say with that kind the of thing. The sensor needs to be there for <laughs> emphasis. So I got to that part in the game and I had one of my little brother's friends over watching it. And so it got to the part where she's on the roof. And then my, my little brother's friend was like, do it. You won't. And then she jumped <laughs> no. and he's like, oh, no, no, no. I didn't mean it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's why you don't make those jokes, kid. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, yeah. That scene in general is just, like... It's such an important scene for, like, many reasons because it defines Anne's character and also it, like, basically gives your entire group motivation to, like, start being the Phantom Thieves. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, like, yeah. It's powerful, but it's a, it's a big oof. Yeah. So, anybody have any other thoughts about the anime or the game or anything else related I think I covered most of my points okay yeah I think we got it where have you been been searching all along confessing twilight alone Well, in that case, we're going to start to wrap up. But before we do that, we have a laundry list of questions as usual. Um, So, John, I'm going to let you go ahead and handle these because I don't want to. (laughs) Sure. Fine. That's fine. Uh, So our first question comes from Basil or depending on where you live, Basil. Uh, How do you feel about the previous Persona anime depictions or adaptations? Excuse me. I think we covered that pretty thoroughly already. Check. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I guess there's someone up for me. It's like I prefer four more just because it has more levity and they have a lot more fun with it. And even though there's some stakes, like that's not the main focus. It's more about the characters and how they grow and interact with each other. And I think that keeps it lighthearted and entertaining enough that they can kind of go through the confidants without like, you know, not giving them enough time. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, what about the spinoff games? Again, I think we talked about this a little bit. Uh, if 
I'll let the I'll open it up to the floor because I have one little thing to add to this, to this question. Well, technically speaking, we all really like the spinoff games because Persona is a spinoff. <laughs> you I know, mean, that's true. But I'm actually really looking forward to when um, Scramble comes to the States later this year, theoretically. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Dynasty Warriors games. It lets me shut off my brain. And that's a Dynasty Warriors clone, but it's mm-hmm. Persona 5. So I'm sold. Okay. <laughs> Um, I enjoyed the fighting games, but that's about as far as spinoffs go. I mean, I've not really played anything like Q or um, Have you Dancing played... All Night. You oh haven't played my those. gosh, okay. me either. Mm-mm. Like, you'd think I'd be into the rhythm things. The dancing collection is so good. Yeah. I, ha- I have not played that one yet. Yeah, there's, mm-hmm. one for, there's one for four, and that's the one that started it all. Mm-hmm. And then last year, we got three and five. At the and same time. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I have the double pack. And <laughs> nice. Just, they're really good. Like, being able to dance to the Persona 3 music, I was so happy because that's one of my favorite <laughs> soundtracks. Yeah. I think it's just, like, I don't want it until I get a VR, because I want to play it in VR. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. That's fair. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking that at the time, too, and then I got a PC VR instead of PS VR. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll have to, like, latch on to Edwin's if I want to play it. <laughs> Um, I think I think with Q, I had a lot of fun with the like dungeon. Like it's definitely more of the straight up fighting dungeon crawly gameplay of Persona mm. than the actual story. And I can't say that I really like not even enjoy. I don't even remember most of the story for Q. I didn't pick <laughs> up Q two. Like, <laughs> like I didn't hate it, but it wasn't really like my bag i guess um the only thing i really remember from q is the controversial wedding scene where they would like make a comment if it was a gay couple and then if you married koromara they were like whoa 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 no (laughs) (laughs) wow oh atlas Atlas. oh goodness so i played a little bit of persona 4 arena and more recently actually i've did a blaze blue cross tag battle Mm. and that actually has blaze blue persona 4 particularly the arena variant under Night and Birth and the Ruby Cast. Yeah, that game well. is it's so a, bizarre to me. It's very <laughs> weird and like it's it's just it's interesting. I don't regret buying it, especially because it was on sale. But it was interesting. I I I have a hard time recommending it, but mm-hmm. it's interesting. I will give it that. When somebody first told me about that game, I thought they were making it up because they were like, <laughs> "Yeah, there's going to be a game with Blaze Blue Persona Four and Ruby," and I was like, "There is no way that Ruby is crossing over with Persona." <laughs> Yeah, it's such a weird combination. I never would have thought of that myself. It, and then, and then it, it happened. I mean, in context of the game, like it makes sense, but it's still weird. It's still very weird. Is it the like season one through three versions of the Ruby characters? Uh, yeah, more like the main cast, like the main cast from season one. Okay. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to the next question. Have you ever played the previous ones, also any of the uh, Shin Megami Tensei games? If so, how do you feel about the transition from the first Persona game being pretty close to how SMT has been to where Persona is today? And I think we've already covered this at the top of this podcast. Uh, do you want to recap on that real yeah. quick? Yeah, I, I will say I will say that I am glad that Persona kind of broke out into its own. For sure. And it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting. Like It did start very similarly to SMT, where you would recruit demons. And then it moved mm-hmm. away from that into the card system, which I really actually hated. Like, mm-hmm. the, the shuffle time was awful. And <laughs> I'm glad that they brought it back to, like, you recruit shadows in this game because it was so much better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
And I think that the most recent Persona games have, like, honed in on a problem with a lot of JRPGs, and that's random encounters are the worst thing ever to play oh, those yeah. things. <laughs> like, I never knew how much I would not miss them until we had, like, the Final Fantasy VII remake and, like, the more recent Persona games where, like, traditionally they were turn-based battles and, well, sorry, they were, like, random battles, and then you could actually see the enemy night and day difference because now you kind of control the flow of your exploration. Yeah, you can avoid it if you want to, or you can just, you can clear everything on the floor. That should be enough experience to get you to the next boss and then you go from there right exactly so i think that it's definitely taking steps in the right direction compared to where it had where its origins were for sure all righty well if persona could morph into yet another spinoff what kind of game or other medium would you like well we already have fighting we already have rhythm we already have uh dynasty warriors uh am i missing any <laughs> gotcha uh... no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> God, What'd oh you gosh. say? I said gotcha. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, I, I, wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. Be surprised. <laughs> um, I want a Persona Five sports resort game. <laughs> okay, just all right. Swim, I can see that. I can just see the that. bathing suit episode, the bathing suit episode, but the entire game. Oh, okay. 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 Why not? I got the I got the inspiration from that in the first game I saw when I turned around was Wii Sports Resort. <laughs> Oh gosh. Um I think they've kind of covered it all. I mean, it's impossible to I don't know. Or yeah. would really fit cuz like it's already kind of like detective mystery kind of game in and of itself, so it's like you right, can't even have your that dating route. sim built in. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what, John? Yeah. Monster Hunter Persona. You oh, hunt, wait, like isn't... imagine okay, being okay. able to like get online and play with your friends and fight against like super huge bosses together. Yeah. I feel and like then you could actually fun. do those team attacks like at will. Yeah. Like, oh, that'd be, that'd be amazing. Yeah. And you could get like, you can customize your character and get like cute outfits. Wait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all I care about in those kind of games. Okay. So, so yeah. we just designed the game of the year for 2022. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Get on it, Atlas. Or yep. anybody else. Come on, Nintendo. <laughs> all right. Well, this question we haven't really talked about too much. What drew you to Persona? Hmm. kind of just watching my friend play it and then like seeing the story interactions and i was like you know this game actually has a really good narrative and now that i have a deeper appreciation for japanese culture maybe i'll actually enjoy playing the daily life of a high school boy (laughs) Mm -hmm. um i think the the kind of wackiness of it sort of it's definitely um like quirky i guess and that that kind of brought me into it. Also, I was in love with like Jack Frost and the idea yes. of like that little snowman being like, "Hey ho!" <laughs> I love Jack Frost so much. So yeah, I've never never had a video game character so constantly call me a hoe, but here we are. Um, if anybody if anybody wants to send me a Jack Frost Nendoroid, I'll give you my address oh, and a God. private message. I love him. I love him. Um, but I think. My my teeth did not fully sink in until I played five. And I know that sounds so silly because I've definitely worked through some of the other ones. But when it when it clicked for me that, you know, I really loved these games so much and what brought me all the way in was five. And um, like I said before, you know, I played this when I was going through a really hard time and I just felt like that connection. And I was like, 
this is silly because, you know, I have real friends I can go hang out with, but I think it was the the kind of spirit of the game, too, where it was like, yeah, bad things happen, and yeah, adults really suck, but it's mm-hmm. just like, be the revolution you want to see, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sometimes adults are wrong, sometimes, you know, adults are bad, but, um, you know, there's always a way to go about things to make things better, and... If Futaba can go out of her room, so can I. <laughs> Except, Except not right not now. Right now. <laughs> yeah. I'll get to it later. Um, <laughs> for me, it's like, I mean, I got Persona 3 Fest whenever I just wanted another game. <laughs> okay, so I was really into Kingdom Hearts when I was a kid. And then I was watching like G4 and stuff. And they were like, it's a JRPG. And I was like, oh, so <laughs> like Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> No. It's not. (laughs) Um, And so that's how I initially got into it. But I think it's really just um, the fact that the social things you do affect the actual fighting in it and the way that all of that kind of like balances out is just uh, Mm -hmm. really interesting and helps you sink hours and hours into it without really realizing it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the main deal of like what really got me into persona as a series um mm-hmm. yeah persona 5 is so good i'm so glad like it was <laughs> such a huge gap in- between the main games and then it was like actually decent and i was like hell yeah let's go <laughs> <laughs> they released two persona ga- sorry three persona games since they've released the last shimigami tensai main series game Whoops, wow sorry, sorry yeah. fans Good the luck. last one, the last one was four on the 3DS, and then we got four. Then we, or yes, Shimagama Tensai four. Sorry, I should specify that. We got Persona Four Golden. We got Persona Five, and we got Persona Five Royal. And uh, SMT Five is still nowhere to be seen. Wow. Are. Probably now that P5R is out, though, they can actually like you know start Focus. working on it for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, scramble though. Yeah. True. <laughs> I think they probably have a different team working on that, but I honestly can't I would speak hope to so. that. <laughs> Oh, I think for me it was Persona Four Abridged. Mm. Oh my god, that's gosh. what really got me into that. Are you talking like, about I... Hi, I'm Daisy? Him yeah, Daisy I think comes. yeah, I think yeah. that was the one. And I was uh, watching it. I'm like, there is no way all of this is happening in this one game. There's no way. So I'm like, all right, I fine, I'll play it. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, fine, I'll play it. Whatever. And I was so not disappointed because, like, even though I had an idea of what things were happening, they were just as wacky. Like, like none of the charm was lost on me because of, like, what I had watched. And, like, yeah. for me, it was, like, being able to better yourself as a character and, like, all of the interactions and uh, social links you could get. That's That really drove me into it because, like, all right, I want to get I want to get you maxed up. I'm going to get you maxed up. You don't really matter too much, but I want to get you maxed up. Like, I was just <laughs> having having a ball with it. And so when Persona 5 came out and they had a lot of quality of life improvements and a whole different theme, it's just like, yeah, I'm all in. I like 4. Why not? Yeah, the Hi I'm Daisy comic is still quoted among my friend group. Every time, like, my friends are drinking and one of us walks in the room, my friend will go, Nanako, get daddy a beer. Yes! <laughs> oh, so oh, thank good. you for digging that out of the deep recesses of my mind. <laughs> like, honestly, I, w- I didn't know how to answer the question at first. I'm like, oh my gosh, what drew me to it? And then, like, it all came flooding back at once. I'm like, all right, I'm ready for this now. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys know the person who made that comic, like, made their own webcomic, too? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cucumber Quest. It's really funny. 
Um, I think they finished it like years ago too, but I believe so. Yeah, Cucumber Quest is is entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, what do you feel Persona's legacy is, and what should it be? Um, I don't really know how to answer that. It's kind of a interesting question. Um, I think its legacy is good storytelling. Mm-hmm. I, I would say it's more like character development. That's the big thing. Yeah, I was going to say story, that falls under yeah. storytelling for me. Mm-hmm. Well, for like, for, I actually like was uh, referenced to a book. And in that book, they're like, you know, it's good to have a good plot, but what really draws people to a good story is good character development. If you have really strong character uh, interactions in between them and, like, the characters actually show a lot of good, strong development as time goes on, that's more compelling of a story than just the plot. Sure, you need the plot to have, like, make sense and have structure, but uh, it's really those character interactions and character building that really sells a story and i think that's what the persona series has really locked on to especially for four and five i think it was in three a little bit as well but four and five really really capitalized on that three is underrated for the character development i think it actually has some of the best social links because you know how there's always that asshole comment you can make in a social link Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you make the wrong choice in three it will set back the social link like oh wow yeah there's a there's one that I remember my friend did and there's a girl you can date and like she's like upset one time and if you move in to kiss her she gets upset and your social link gets set back to five. Wow. So I'm Jeez. just like whoa okay that's a that's a hell of a penalty. <laughs> well I didn't get that far so I couldn't really say from experience but good to yeah. know. But yeah that's what I think the new legacy of it's going to be. I, I think it started off with like kind of like this weird kind of alternate dimension kind of focusing on people's like like worst desires and fears and greet and like all kind of stuff. And I think it's kind of honing, it's still keeping that theme, but it's kind of making it more of a positive spin and kind of like pushing more for like togetherness yeah. and like community building more or less. Yeah. Also mm-hmm. each one has a different focus on like a problem of society. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like this one specifically actually deals with the seven deadly sins. Like each, each palace is a different sin. Right. Right. Honestly, so. I can't wait for Persona 6 when it's all about anti-corporations. That's going to be such an interesting way to <laughs> I go I mean, about. this one slightly kind of was. A little bit, yeah. Kind of. Like, they, they, they kind of... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they do touch on that a little bit. But. <laughs> I feel like 6 is probably going to be... I don't know. Like, Charles Dunbar did a panel on what he feels the overall plot of the Persona series is. And it's that gods are basically like screwing with humanity to settle a bet with like an elder god. And I'm just oh, like, man. I'm just like, you know, that's lit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That doesn't sound I wrong so that. far. Great. Job. I think of all of them. I think of all of them. Three definitely has the darkest because it's yes. the one spoiler alert. The, ki- the main character dies at the end. Because you're mm-hmm. literally fighting death incarnate and you literally can't beat him unless you become a door. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. I can <laughs> believe you, but still like my okay. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what I yeah, that's what I liked about this game is it struck the dark balance of three with like the lightheartedness of four. So it was a good balance between the two. Yeah, I, I can get behind that. Uh any other thoughts on the question before we move on? Um, no, I mean, I pretty much agree. Like, definitely the fact that it makes you, first of all, care about a lot of more minor characters is also, like, really cool. And also, you can just choose who you care about in the game. You don't have to care about all 
30 fucking people like <laughs> but yeah overall yes. i agree with what you were saying john cool all right well then moving right along uh what do you think sets persona off differently from other jrpgs and i feel like we kind of covered that in some of the School, previous it's questions the, yeah it's your routine yeah yeah it's no a, yeah, other I, game has that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um I, I know we already said like I think it's the it's the characters um and it's the the um what's the word I'm looking for it's the natural naturality the the naturalness of it even though you know these kids are being placed in these supernatural settings and they have all these powers and stuff or whatever but like when they're interacting outside of like not dealing with these things it's so realistically written like it's just kids being friends and talking to each other and having struggles and going through normal things in life too while also dealing with this crazy stuff um but it, it's just that the mechanics and i don't know i'm excited to see what they do with the next one mm-hmm. i i think it's interesting like you know like some games like uh final fantasy 15 kind of have that banter within the party and they bring in a couple external characters, but the main focus is really on that core group. And I think with Persona, they really kind of branch out much, much larger. Like, like how many of us are friends with our freaking shopkeeper, our local, like, airsoft dealer? Like, how many of us actually go out and do that? It's just such a novel concept, just going out and just talking to people and getting to know them regardless of whatever walk of life they come from. So I think that's another thing that really sets it apart, because most of the time... Most of the games don't really put a whole lot of emphasis on caring about NPCs unless they're trying to get you, like, a particular item or whatnot. But, like, you actually care about these characters because they feel real. Exactly. All right. Next question. This one comes from Tobert. Um, how many chili dogs could Futaba eat? And I'm going to start first because no, no, I have No, could. Been... Would. Would. I'm sorry. Would eat. <laughs> And I am going to answer that first because I have I have been so excited ever since I read it at the top of the podcast, and I want to answer it. <laughs> Go ahead. So the answer Go. is it depends. If it's just any kind of dog <laughs> with any kind of configuration for it, she's probably not going to eat it unless you put Sojuro's chili on top of that. And then, like, I could see 10, 12 in a sitting easily. You really thought about this, didn't you? <laughs> I was really excited for this question. Don't judge me. <laughs> Do we want to just leave it at that and move on? or? <laughs> Yes, I think that would be the appropriate <laughs> That's the most thing passionate answer we're gonna get. Uh, yeah, let, let, <laughs> I love that. For we're you, just gonna John. leave it at that. Let's go. Let's go on. To oh, the next I, was, one. I didn't mean to deep six that question. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> were you like ready to debate someone? <laughs> like, no, I just, I just really wanted to get my two cents out there. That's it. Like whatever you guys think, please. I, I, mean, know, I, will, but, like, I would say Futaba is a neat, so she could probably eat a ton of chili dogs. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I have to break my cosplay out now and just do a photo shoot of me <laughs> doing nothing but eating chili dogs. <laughs> Tori pulling up to Sonic. Oh my gosh. Um, hello, I'd like, I'd like, I can't order, order it for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess, I guess we'll move on then. So, this next one is from Carly at Carlykins on Twitter. Uh, who is best boy or girl and why god this is about to be the most heated part of this entire discussion isn't it all right i just want to let you all know right now that i consider you all to be my dear friends oh. and i hope oh, nothing changes that <laughs> oh oh i don't like this but is that going being Ryan. said please, please don't any test of us, you who please. say makoto is not best girl you're dead to me 
Oh well, goodbye. Let's, <laughs> let's let's delve let's delve this into two separate ways. Okay. okay. <laughs> who is your favorite character in general? And then who was your romance option? And why did you think they fit with the main character so well? Okay. Oh okay. wow. Okay. Um, well, Makoto was my romance option. At least I did. I did the harem ending, but I chose to spend my Valentine's Day with her. Um, they had good chemistry. Her arc was actually like a lot of self growth. Unlike Anne, mm-hmm. who literally was like, "I'm not good enough of a model," and I'm like, "I don't care about this at all." <laughs> First world problems. Yeah. And I was like, "You have a friend in the hospital. Why is your arc not like getting over your guilt about that?" <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I'm telling you. They did Anne dirty. Yeah, and um, yeah. So I I liked her. Just they they just meshed really well. Like all of their dialogue felt really organic and not forced. My favorite character is who I thought was going to be my romance option, and that's Futaba. But mm-hmm. after doing her social link, I was like, no, she's a little sister. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I was like, she is easily my favorite character because she's just so funny. And like mm-hmm. the 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 social link where you take her out to meet Mishima, and she's just like, "Oh my god, he's an NPC!" I was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, uh, we love Mishima. Yeah. He's a little little fart. Yeah. Okay. So I'll get down off my soapbox. <laughs> okay. Well, my favorite character, unsurprisingly enough, is Futaba. Um, I. I'm one of those people that, like, I project a lot onto characters, and that that is no fault but my own, and I just find a lot of, like, her character arc very relatable, I guess I would say. I mean, everybody in the cast has a struggle that's been like, oh, yeah, like, totally, I get that. Um, but I just felt myself really gravitating towards Futaba, so she was my my favorite character, um, and to delve once more, I really like An and Ryuji together because they're both two halves of a whole idiot. Yep. <laughs> and so, like, I, I can't see On with the main character. And also, thanks, Atlas. Homophobia. Let me date Ryuji. Exactly. <laughs> no, yeah. I saw a lot of people saying, let me date Yusuke. Or that. I'd know? be fine with any of them. Mishima, Yusuke, Ryuji, whatever. The gunshot man, because we, you know, love that weird, awkward thing of... The High schoolers man? dating adults. But, yeah. yeah, like the guy who had the airsoft shop. Oh, yeah, yeah. On that note, actually, they are so hypocritical. They let you date Kawakami. Well, like yeah. at the beginning of the game being like, it's horrible for a teacher to be dating their student. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so many people on Twitter are like, Kawakami's the best. And I'm like, no, she's not. She's creepy. <laughs> Yeah, her, the fortune teller, the news reporter, and... Well, how old is the fortune teller? Because she looks really young. She's probably in her 20s. Yeah. Yeah. I I did like Um, her. Like, their romance was sweet. I tried to, like, compartmentalize it and, like, just lie to myself. I was like, oh, maybe they do this so, like, the adults playing as high schoolers don't feel weird for dating a high school girl. And I'm like, absolutely not, Tori. You're giving people too much credit. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but my romance option, I honestly cannot remember if I picked Makoto or Haru. Haru um, is a yandere. Really? I know, and I think yes. that's why I went with her. I think that's why I went with her, because I know it's problematic, but God, I love that trope so much. It's so delicious. It just... It's so subtle, but oh my God, if you pick up on the oh, signs, man. you're just like, Haru is dark. 
Yes. Um, I started out with Makoto because I do agree with you. I think they have a lot of good chemistry together. And um, I started I started liking her the moment that she made Ren go on all those stupid missions with her. Yeah. And the girl has no street smarts, so she's, like, always getting herself in trouble. But then, like, I started spending more time with Haru, and I was like, I really like you. You're kind of really sweet. And then, yeah, she gets in that, like yawn mode and i'm like oh my god i made the right choice thank you <laughs> i didn't i didn't choose her and the scene of the valentine's day when you don't choose her she's just like here take this before i shove it up your butt and i'm just like oh my god <laughs> oh, <laughs> and she says queen, it and like queen. every other girl is like angry or sad face she is deadpan <laughs> smiled i was like oh my god she might actually kill me <laughs> a queen i don't i don't know who i'm gonna pick around this time i thought maybe kasumi if she's romanceable because like she's the new character that's but... what i was gonna do yeah um oh god i love haru <laughs> <laughs> um let's see john what are your answers uh, for me, my favorite character is Sojiro through and through, just because like mm-hmm. I he wasn't at first like you know he's just kind of like you know, kind he of an, an asshole, asshole towards you and mm-hmm. like you know he's like I just give me a break huh and then you kind of like see all the crap he went through and like the whole thing with Futaba oh. and like what happened to her mom and whatnot and like he grew on me really quick and like he's kind of enveloped like takes on that role as a father figure for you as if you yeah for <laughs> you as well. Mm-hmm. And that kind of like gave me a lot of respect for him. And uh, he just wants to love his daughter, leave him alone. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And so, like, like I was just going to say that he is my favorite character arc and one of the best character growths I've seen in that game. Right. Um, I was going to say that you know at the beginning I was just like, oh, you're this womanizer, and you're just mad that you know this boy is here ruining yeah, your hookup I thought he game. Was calling the ladies, but he was just calling his daughter. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I'm sure he's still a little bit of a player, but like Yeah, probably. And then you just you he it's just a big softy and I'm like, that's that's really good for you. Good for you. The one thing I will say about his social link in particular is upon replaying it, I was like, oh, there were a lot of subtle signs at the beginning, but by the time I got mm-hmm. into it, in my first playthrough, I had completely forgotten mm-hmm. because, like, you have to beat Futaba's palace to get him beyond rank four, and yes. that's like really deep into the game. Mm. So it's like you you don't really get to see too much, like, of the growth all at once. So it's like you see two chunks of him, which is still good. But I'm just like, I would have liked it better if they had paced it a little bit better. But I understand yeah. why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get you. Uh, as far as like my romance option, I did Futaba and less of like like okay, you two now kiss and more of like she's the most chill of the group. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that she needed the support more than anybody else because, you know, everybody else kinda mm-hmm. has their own like support within the group except for Futaba, mm-hmm. who really has kinda gotten attached to you. So it's more like I just want them to have a tender moment and just let them, you know, know that, you know, they support each other and just have a moment, you know? So it's a relationship out of convenience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's so mean. <laughs> no, but that's pretty sweet. No, but I, I really like Futaba a lot. Mm-hmm. Is she your favorite character too, you'd say? Uh, favorite female character, yes. Okay. Although the Doctor's probably a close second. <gasps> the Doctor's so good. We love a good goth girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was a lot of fun. Um, For me, I think... I don't know. I feel like... Mishima's arc was really interesting, but I wouldn't call him a favorite character, but it was just really interesting how he went from, like, a victim 
to being someone who abuses their power. Yeah, that was interesting. And having to like knock him down a peg. Mm-hmm. Um, that that happens. I mean, that's a very realistic. And he's just like, they gave me like they gave me like a hundred thousand. Yeah, and I'm like, give <laughs> <Don't>. it back. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely the person that I. That was my romance option, which I guess I differ from everybody else because I didn't make it a party member. It was Hifumi. Uh, it was Shogi Girl. Um, nice. Mm. Yeah, Hifumi was she's great. Like, she was my runner-up, actually. But she's great. And her whole like story arc's uh, really cute. Um, <laughs> well, not cute. It's kind of messed up. But it turns out okay. Yeah, that's Persona. They're all a little messed uh, up. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, so she's probably one of my favorites. Although in the new game, I'm really interested in seeing, like, I feel like Kasumi, I've hung out with her so much and I still only barely scratched the surface and I want to know more. And also, like, Akechi, I want to, like, I really hope Royal just, like, gives more for him. I'm really curious. I'm really curious how they're right, going like, to play that because we all know what happens. But yeah, mm-hmm. like, and he just like joins in like so late, but then they're giving you more early game stuff in Royal, and I'm like, yes, I want to know his motivations and what he does. Um, but yeah, I think mm-hmm. my most favorite person is Lynn. <laughs> um, I mean, yes, but. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. One of those three is probably my favorite favorite. In terms of party members, hey, like, Ryuji's really annoying and he hits the line a lot of times where I'm like, I'm not sure if I enjoy you as a human being, but he's also really funny. <laughs> um, yeah. Ryuji's like, hit or miss for me. Mm-hmm. I love any time that you're fighting when Morgana's still the navigator and Ryuji misses, she's like, oh my god, Skull, you're useless! It's like, bruh, you <laughs> missed something like, chill. <laughs> Take a chill. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. All of them are good. Morgana also is a lot like Ryuji in that it's like sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, sweet bean, I love you. But then sometimes you're like, please stop talking. <laughs> so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, if she tells me, let's not do that tonight one more time, I might actually punch the television. <laughs> I feel that. I'm, I am so glad in Royal, though. That's only happened, like, twice. Oh, thank It sounds yeah, so nice. Yeah, you get some extra little things mm-hmm. to do. <laughs> it's like, you can't you can't necessarily go out, but you can stay in and watch a DVD. Yeah, like, or you like, can still boost your stats. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah, I mean, it's that's still something. Still and, like, you know, I can craft lockpicks until... You know, 4 a.m. Yeah. world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it looks like we had a couple of questions from uh, yours truly, Ryan. Um, would you recommend someone watch this over playing the game? I think that depends, but I want to hear all your guys' thoughts first. I would say yes and no. Um, yes, if you feel like you truly, truly truly do not have time to dedicate to this game and i would honestly say play it for just a few hours at a time until you finish it because there is so much that you are going to get and take away from the game that did not necessarily carry over or could be done in the anime however however i think that if you truly truly feel that way there is enough that is covered in the anime that i feel like you could walk away feeling sort of satisfied with like you're of course not going to get into like 
why every character ticks, essentially, like they do in the game. But, I mean, you get a general idea of, like, everybody and the people around I'm them. Like, I genuinely don't know if you go into the anime totally blind on anything Persona 5, if you'll come out actually liking it. Like, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's hard to mm -hmm. say because I don't know anybody who Yeah, I feel like it would be mm -hmm. easier for me to say, oh, well, if you can't play it, like, if you don't have a PS4 or something, then uh, go find a VOD of it or go find a playthrough by somebody oh, you like play. or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, or even just for, like, a little bit to get the gist and then go watch the anime, maybe. Because it really does take mm -hmm. a game that's, like, what, at its fastest, maybe 60 hours and like squishes it into I essentially 15 right yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so uh, there's a lot of things that get lost in it right yeah and especially the fights just aren't as good <laughs> yeah no it's yeah but it's yeah. just it's hard for me to recommend to watch it over, if you have the but time. it's like yeah if yeah. you mm -hmm. want to like peek at a playthrough of the game and then peek at this and then like see which one you'd rather dedicate time to sure yeah and also going mm. back to the Make like the oh well if you want to experience <laughs> with the japanese voice cast sure go for that but right right yeah definitely so my other question was what is your play style like for this game? Are you a casual, just do whatever you want whenever you can do it? Or do you try to do everything and anything available in the game the first playthrough? Oh, gosh. I mean, I think what happens is that I try to start out with completionist. Like, yeah, I'm going to do everything. And then I get like six months in and it's just like, what have I done with my <laughs> life? And so I have to kind of shift to a more casual experience. Otherwise, I'm just going to get more and more frustrated as time goes on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I I don't ever feel the need to complete things, like, 100%, unless it's a game that, like, is pretty easy to do. Like, um, for instance, I've 100-ed all of the, like, Telltale Walking Deads, because it's literally just finish the chapter mm -hmm. and find a collectible. Mm, yeah. Like, that's easy. Um, but with something like this, I just get so engaged into the story and want to push the plot that it's like, I don't care. Like, if I get it, I get it. If not, it's fine. And, you know, maybe this time around I'll do a little bit more of a structural playthrough, but I don't care. I've got my characters that I'd rather talk to more, and mm -hmm. I know what I need to do. The only thing I yeah. really care about maxing out are my yeah. stats, like, you know, my charisma and all that stuff. So, Because that's important. Like, you have to have that to push through certain confidants. Right. So, yeah, I think, know, I think once you start talking to confidants, you start figuring out, like, okay, I like you. Are you really worth my time? Because every time I talk to you, I regret it. So maybe... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. like, I just kind of... I don't ever 100% completionist it i just kind of prioritize what i feel like doing in the moment or what i know i'm gonna want to do in terms of like confidants mm. and stats and all of that stuff um i think there are certain like goals i try to hit in terms of like yeah i definitely want to get like this persona because it's really strong and i want to be able to fuse that so i have to like do these 12 other things but i don't think i've ever like 100%ed anything. God, and I played Persona 3 so many times. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. 
I didn't platinum the first game, but I did all of the confidants, which is what I aim to do because I like getting all of the yeah, story bits. I think that's the hard. I think for me, that's the hardest part is like getting every confidant to max rank because yeah. sometimes it's like you don't really care, but then sometimes people surprise you, and on like <laughs> rank freaking seven out of ten, suddenly their story's interesting. But right, yeah. There's also there's also like the the achievements in this game are actually vastly easier than the original because the original doesn't actually or the original pretty much is like do everything and anything without exception this one is like do these fun things and also try to do these harder to do things like you don't have to max the compendium Mm -hmm. you don't have to read all the books or play all the games in order to like get an achievement in um royal which is nice Mm -hmm. because i already did that (laughs) (laughs) okay so Unless any of you have a question that you want to post to the group, I think we're going to go ahead and just give final thoughts and wrap it up. Nope, I'm good. I don't have any questions. Uh, All right. Well, I want to thank all of you for joining me on this wonderful, wonderful journey that took us a long time. Um, so real quick before we get going, uh, Tori, where can people find you on social media? Um, I'm on Twitter over at Worst Waifu. Follow me there, I guess. All right. John, what about you? Uh, two words. Good luck. But if you're really determined, uh, I'm the Gentle Jan on Twitter. And uh, I've got a SoundCloud as well for some music I've done on the side, although I haven't updated it in a while. Hopefully I can fix that. Uh, I've got, yeah, that's about it right now. Uh, hopefully I'll try to get something yeah, more his music. On. His music is really good, actually. He did, uh, he did the title theme for this one YouTube channel called Midshelf Gaming. <laughs> I've heard about that. That's a really good gaming show. I've watched yeah, I've heard, it it's like one of, I've heard it's one of the best channels on YouTube. I know, I know. I, I watched it. It's, it's good. It's good. Yeah, and you can find me there. <laughs> That's at Midshelf Gaming. Uh, yeah, you can. Well, what we're doing, but you can also find me at Midshelf Ryan on Twitter. And uh, sorry to sideline you, Sarah. I just thought that would be no. A that, funny was, that was a beautiful bit. segue. <laughs> um, where can people find you on social media? Uh, at Unique X Harmony on Twitter dot com. Um, I just kind of yell about gacha games and idols a whole bunch. Uh, maybe some other things sometimes. Can confirm. But uh, if you're down for that, follow me. Sure. Why not? All right. Well, I guess that wraps another episode of Third Impact Anime Podcast. Uh, please be sure to follow us on Twitter at TI underscore anime. And uh, also join our Discord server. We have details for that in the description down below. And... Uh, We all just want you to stay safe. And for the love of God, from all of us here at Third Impact, do not inject Lysol into your veins. (laughs) Well, there goes my night. (laughs) My plans are ruined. (laughs) What are we going to do with all this Lysol now, Ryan? Thanks. Clean things? Well, John, it's going to be for- What else were we hoarding Lysol for? It's going to be for the flamethrowers, of course. Oh, perfect. Right. Okay. We're good then. Yeah, we're fine. Doesn't affect our weekend plans. (laughs) 